Hey everyone, 511 has been just an incredible partner, and they've given me a promo code that you certainly should take advantage of. That is promo code CLINT, C-L-I-N-T, at checkout. You can use this code in one of their stores or at 511tactical.com. I wear their pants like every day, especially their brand new trail pant. These things are stretchy in every direction, yet sturdy enough so that I can still carry a concealed gun, put things in my pockets without worrying of it bulging. I mean, they're just a great all around pant. You can wear them outside or you can dress them up for an evening date. But whatever it is you find in that store, make sure you use promo code CLINT, C-L-I-N-T, for 20% off. Now, this isn't going to apply to some of the sale items, but you can use it in-store or online at 511tactical.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Clint, and this is another episode, a special episode of Can You Survive This Podcast, and it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all those dads out there. Good job knocking up whoever you knocked up to get in the position you're in. It's either good or bad, and that can, uh, you know, yeah, it's always good, actually. It's always good. And uh, with that, I've got my daughter, Kinsey, here. Hello. Who, yeah, hey. <laughs> And she's going to go ahead and take over and uh, give us a We're switching special roles. switching roles. There we go. Switching roles. And she's going to give us a special Father's Day uh, <laughs> set of questions that I'm actually kind of nervous about. So I'll turn it over to you, honey. Okay. They're not that bad, oh. but we're going to start with a rapid fire like you do for everyone else. Okay. But let me get this. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Zombie apocalypse or alien invasion? Aliens. Okay. Donuts or chocolate shake? Ooh, donuts. <laughs> oh, that's actually surprising. <laughs> okay. Cane or discreet stabbing tool? The cane or the discreet stabbing tool? Both of them you can carry a wrist. But yeah, uh, discreet stabbing tool. Okay. Panerai or Garmin? Mm. Mm-hmm. Panerai. Five five six or nine mil. Five five six. Dive underwater or dive out of an airplane. Uh, dive underwater. Okay. Oh, this one's going to be a hard one. Okay. Lacey or Mia. <laughs> Which is our dog? I have to go with Lacey. Okay. Damn neck or NSA? Um, hmm. NSA. I didn't even know what you would say for that one. Yeah, um, it's a good one. Host a podcast or write books? Host a podcast. <laughs> Vans or Solomons? Hmm. I mean, <laughs> Vans. Okay. Knockout triangle or kidney shot? <laughs> <laughs> You've been paying attention. Um, knockout triangle. Amazon Prime for movies or Netflix for movies? Mm. No. Prime, probably. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Yeah. 
we know, we know. Okay. I have some other questions written, but we'll go through and ask you why you chose what you chose. Okay. So, zombie apocalypse or alien invasion? You said alien invasion. Yeah, because I think everyone wants to know if aliens actually exist. So why not do it with an invasion and uh, see what else is out there? Do aliens exist? Yes, they got to. <laughs> if, if space is infinite, then we can't be so narrow-minded to think that there isn't something else out there. I have to agree. Yeah. Okay. This one actually surprised me. Donuts or chocolate shake? You said donuts? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I like donuts. You know, there's a lot of, uh, yeah. If I, if I think if I had to pick one to cheat, it'd definitely be like a dozen of them. Wow. Because if I type in chocolate shake in our, in our search on text, there's so many things that say chocolate shake on there. Like yeah, so but, many tags. <laughs> but it's also been a kind of a joke too. Right. Like Money, just... chocolate shake. Right. <laughs> Cane or discrete stabbing tool? I thought that was a good comparison because they're both discrete. Yeah. But I didn't know. Yeah, the discrete stabbing tool is a little easier to deal with on a daily basis. Whereas a cane, cane is occupying a hand where a discrete stabbing tool can be put away. I mean, but obviously the cane is more is more devastating. You know, you can carry them both anywhere. But the cane is more devastating, but the discrete stabbing tool is more real, more realistic on a daily basis. Okay. Yeah. Panerai or Garmin? You said Panerai. Yeah. I mean, Garmin I wear all the time because it does everything, but the Panerai has got a history that you just can't, you can't ignore. It's the original Frogman diving watch that the Italians wore in World War One, And um, the Italian Frogman kind of wrote the book. The Germans learned from the Italians, and then we as Navy SEALs learned from the Germans. But Panerai definitely is connected to the beginning of Frogman world. Cool. Cool yeah. history. Yeah. Okay, 5.56 five, or 9 mil? 5.56. Five, five, I mean, it's got the range. It's got the velocity. The it only can... reason I picked those is because it's the only two rounds we shoot out on the range. So. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the only two rounds. I mean, and you can get both of those relatively inexpensive. So that's... 5.56, though, is going to do a lot more for you than a 9 mil. Okay. Um, dive in water or dive out of a plane? <laughs> yeah. What was your thought process? Uh, because I think um, just diving in the ocean is more relaxing. And these days, jumping out of a plane just doesn't sound, <laughs> just doesn't sound fun anymore. It used to, but not anymore. Have you ever said what happened about the parachute in your face? <laughs> no, uh, had a static. Uh, um, it was what was I was a new team guy, and it was static line, and when you static line, for those of you who don't know, you you basically hook up to this cable, and what you're hooking up is a metal like um, carabiner, if you will, and then connected to that is a line nylon line to your parachute on your back and when you jump out obviously that line is still connected to the aircraft and it pulls your parachute out for you then what's at the end is basically this deployment bag it's what kind of encapsulates the parachute 
pulls it out and then it's left outside the aircraft kind of flinging around. So when you have a bunch of those flinging around, if you're like the fifth or 10th person jumping out of the plane, they're called D bags, the deployment bags. So you got all these deployment bags spinning around in circles um, and at the velocity of whatever the aircraft is flying. But anyway, I jumped out and one of those caught me in the face and basically, you know, pushed all my teeth through my bottom lip. Yum. Yeah. And then, uh, and managed to knock me out. So I don't remember like actually the, the floating through the sky. I just remember waking up, hitting the ground pretty much. Cause it just hit, it hit me just right. And, uh, and yeah, the that jaw was, too. I mean, that was fun. Yeah, hit me square out. in the face. When I landed, there was blood, and everybody thought I was going to die. But turns out, nope, it was just my teeth punched through my bottom lip, and I was kind of, kind of in a daze. But yeah, gross. Yeah. All right, then we said Lacey or Mia. I thought this one would be hard for you, but nah, Lacey's the original. Right. We inherited Mia when Mom died, but Mia's special for sure. <laughs> but Lacey's definitely, you know. She's, the, she's our girl. Yeah, she's our girl. Okay. Um, Damn Neck or NSA? Both are great places to be. Um, but NSA and its capabilities and technology was a little more, was definitely a little more uh, interesting. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes on there. And that is, which makes it, just makes it more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You're Damn like, neck is just another place full of seals. You know, <laughs> that that's all. That's old news for me. When you go somewhere like NSA is like this whole new playground, right? So right. that makes it more interesting. Feels real and fun. secretive and cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of stuff going on there. All right, host a podcast or write books. I I guessed you were probably going to say host a podcast. Yeah, because you're at what book number? I don't know. Eight. Uh, I don't even know. Well, we got Hunter Deli Skills. We've got three of those plus the puzzle books. That's four. Then you got Right Kind of Crazy, uh, The Rugged Life, Escape the Wolf. And then, so yeah, this next one will be eight. I'm a little burned out. I've been out for eight years, and that's eight books. That's one book per year. I had a goal of 10 books. Almost there. Almost there. But I don't know if I'll make it to 10. This one's soon. pushing. <laughs> yeah, I'm burnt out. And so, yeah, I'd rather host a podcast than write a book. Damn, new book coming soon. New book coming soon. That's right. Um, Vans or Solomons? This has been a recent switch, actually. Well, I've <laughs> always had the Vans in my life in some form or fashion. But I always, there was a time when I was wearing Solomons all the time because you got them free from work. I mean, we were getting issued Solomons like right. every couple of months. So that's not a bad deal. Plus, they're great all-around shoes. You can wear it for work. You can wear it for working out. You can wear it for operations, missions. Obviously, Solomon's became the new combat boot. Um, I remember, I mean, when they came out with those, they were adventure racing. And uh, I remember the first, first year they came out and the first pair I got was for Primal Quest. That, that race I did with Zach and those guys. Oh, a long time ago. Well, yep. It was Moab, Utah, and that was the first <laughs> set of adventure racing shoes that Solomon had built, and they were awesome. And they were kind of like red, white, and blue. They were really cool. And uh, anyway, they eventually became the special operation combat boot. 
But vans I picked because they are far more comfortable. It's like walking on pillows. So well, for you have daily, to clarify. You wear like the special, yeah, like they're, they're these new vans. New like. vans. They're special <laughs> vans, but they are, they are. Uh, yeah, it's your, your go-to. They're daily. nice and comfy. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, you chose knockout triangle over a kidney shot. Yep, I think if you can uh, <laughs> knock them out, you know. And the knockout triangle, for those that don't know, is basically from your ear to your chin and to your nose, right? So it creates a triangle, and if you hit somebody there just right, it pretty much guarantees a knockout. But, uh, you know, whereas a kidney, yeah, it might, it's not going to knock them out. It's a delayed pain. So if you really want to just drop somebody, you got to go for the knockout triangle. Okay, fair. Yeah. Amazon Prime Video versus Netflix. What made you pick Amazon? I think just because it has a bigger selection, it seems, these days. And I like how they put the movies on there that are still in theater. That's you right. have to pay, but... Yeah, they got, yeah, they're a little more versatile. And you've got all the channels, like HBO, Cinemax. You can kind of sign up for all these different things. So it's a one-stop shop where Netflix is just Netflix. They need to uh, advance their... I like Netflix originals yep. more than other yeah, things they, do. they get They do a with. good job. When yeah. they put the money into something, it's usually good. Whereas Amazon puts money into things, you're like, what? What was that new movie we just watched? We were surprised that it was an Amazon original. Like, it was that good. Like, it looked like it would be in mm. theater. Um, yeah, I don't remember. It was like, it came out on Mother's Day. Oh, Mother. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Mother. with That uh, was awesome. Wasn't that Lopez? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like playing a badass. Yeah. yeah. That was good. That was really good. That was real good. Marvel or DC? I mean, I kind of knew Marvel. the answer, yeah. but- DC is like confused. They <laughs> they have a, a hundred characters playing the same superhero, you know, and right when you think, oh, okay, yeah, like this, this is, is this is the Batman. Right. This is the Superman. They go and screw it up and they switch Batman out. Right. And, and if they, it's not Christian Bale, it's not good. So that's right. If it's not Christian Bale. Also, they did Henry Cavill so dirty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they screwed over Henry Cavill. That he was, was the, the best, best Superman, Superman ever. <laughs> But Marvel, they do it right. I mean, they think about it. If you look at the whole Avenger run, it was 10 years straight. It had a plan. It had the clues. I mean, they they did such a good job right. for 10 years straight putting that all together. Yeah, definitely more well put together. Except for that new Thor that came out we were a little confused by. That new Thor was horrible. <laughs> I think that's because the, the Avenger run was done. Right. And then they just now are just pumping things out without thought. Wasn't as good, but it wasn't. It was dumb. Okay, let's throw some some more things in there. Maybe some more stories you can tell. Um, mm -hmm. Have you? You told me that you used to have reoccurring dreams. Yeah. Of getting caught. Getting caught. Yep. Because that probably was your one fear. But Overseas. have you ever had any close calls or things gone wrong where it's like, uh oh, oh crap? Type of thing. Uh yeah. I mean, I think you've heard some of these, but um, you know, there was one time. When you're doing CMOE, which is the clandestine methods of entry, your job is to, you know, you're getting right up on the target and you're basically decoding the lock so that you could then create a key because our job was to own the target. You want to be able to come and go in and out of that target um, whenever you want. And so that means you're going in, cover darkness. And you're on one knee, you know, at that doorknob and that lock set. And then you've got to kind of make a key at the door. And there's a lot of ways of doing that with a lot of technology. And none of that really matters. But 
Um, but yeah, you can do everything right, and the element of surprise can still get you because I was working on a key, making it, and then all of a sudden I felt somebody standing like right next to me. And I kind of look out of the corner of my eye and I could see that somebody's there. And then they basically were like, uh, hello. <laughs> and I slowly kind of closed up. I have this, um, this basically covert, I call it like basically a covert workstation. It's like this circular piece of nylon, tactical nylon, like Cordura fabric. And... I can have all my tools and technology on that fabric and woven in to the perimeter of this circular piece of fabric is 550 cord. So you can grab it at any two spots and all of it will come up into almost like a hobo type right. pouch, right? It contains everything. You pull straight up. It's a purse string system. There's so makeup can, bags like that now. Yeah, there you go. Makeup yeah. packs. Yeah, yeah. That's good. But you can grab all your stuff and basically go knowing confidently that I didn't leave anything behind. Because the last thing you're going to do is leave anything behind. And so I pulled my strings and everything closed up. I stood up slowly, calmly, and then hit that guy in the knockout triangle as hard as I could. And then walked away. And then walked away. Got to go. And that was kind of like our the rule, right? Don't speak, because then they'll know they'll know something. Whether it's if even in a little bit of Arabic that I know, if the dialect will definitely tell them something. So you don't say a word, knock them out, and leave the area as quickly as possible. And they'll wake up really <laughs> confused, probably. Yeah, but going back to the dreams, so my dreams would often be a situation almost exactly like that, because that was about it. I mean, that's that's bad. Like you know having someone walk up on you like that that's a that could have been like a national incident right that, that's one of those things that could have made the news if things went a, a different direction yeah yeah we will be right back after the break because you grew up in saudi yeah. do you think that it changed your perspective or made you appreciate just like the u.s in general more yeah yes i appreciate america <laughs> there's a lot of people that live here that have no idea and when you grow up in a extreme religious country like saudi um you learn really quickly that america is just number one right it's the best place to live because uh, you can do whatever you want regardless of gender, regardless of race, regardless of anything, you can do whatever you want in this country. Whereas in Saudi, especially in the 80s when I was there, I mean, you know, women could can't do anything. I guess they're kind of sort of, I guess this prince is, you know, lightening things up. But yeah, the women couldn't do anything. They couldn't drive. You know, when you went to the restaurants, women sat basically in this, you know, closet while all the men sat in the regular restaurant. It's crazy. Uh, you know, anything that was for the men was nice and luxurious. Anything for the women was basically like an empty room and they all sat on the floor. It was, uh, and that started from the day we landed, right? You land in Dahran, Saudi Arabia, 
And when you get off the plane, they separated the women and the children and then all the men. And, uh, and it didn't stop until the day we left there. But the culture is screwy. And, uh, yeah, America definitely is the best place to be. How many years were you there again? I don't remember. Eh, from second grade to high school. Yeah, that's a long time. And you have to take Arabic every year. And um, Mr. Kaleem was my Arabic teacher. He had a fingernail uh -uh, on his pinky so that was like an inch long. An inch long fingernail on the pinky. He's sitting sit in class at his desk with his legs crossed, you know, like a woman, and then scrape the inside of his nostrils with that long pinky nail and then look at what he scraped for a couple of seconds and then just flick it. Ew. And then it all just go onto the floor in the classroom. So gross. Yeah. He was Lebanese. He hated Westerners and he really didn't teach Arabic. He just yelled at us all the time. <laughs> Hence to why you're not fluent in Arabic. <laughs> exactly. That guy failed me. Um, this is a cool story. I don't know if you've ever told it, but have you ever told, or maybe it's in the book, um, hmm. the story of what made you decide you wanted to be a SEAL in the airport? Yeah. Yeah. I've mentioned it a couple of times, but it was uh, it was basically a, a guy that had some tattoos and I was like 10 years old and curious and- we're on a layover at the Frankfurt airport in Germany. And uh, he was sitting at the bar that was closest to the gate where we were waiting for our flight. And so I went in this little restaurant bar to get a Coke because that was like the first thing I would do when I left Saudi because Saudi didn't like Coca-Cola products, didn't allow Coca-Cola products because it was somehow either invented or at the time the CEO was a Jew. Right. So the Saudis don't let anything in their country that has to do with Jews. So Coca-Cola, Sears products, you name it. So the first thing I do is always go to beeline it, get a Coke. Um, and I started asking this guy questions and I asked him what his tattoo was. And he said it was a trident. And then I asked, OK, what's a trident? And he's like, well, it's a, it's a symbol and represents uh, the community I belong to and Anyway, he told me about going into Libya, taking out the anti-aircraft guns so that the B-111s could then, you know, come in without being attacked and drop bombs. And obviously this was during the Reagan administration when we dropped bombs on Libya. And George Bush at the time was the vice president. And uh, it was an interesting time, you know, because we had all kinds of things going on around the world as a country. And then inside Saudi, you had a lot of terrorism going on um, because the your average Saudi does not like the fact that the royal family uh, has made a deal with the West uh, to allow them to have the oil that we've had for the past since 1950 is when Aramco was stood up. Um, you know, most of your Saudis can't stand that relationship. Bin Laden being one of those people right mm -hmm. and that's why he was so against the west it was really it all started when the united states and the west came in and started pumping oil but anyway this guy tells me all kinds of stuff and uh, about what he did about taking out these anti-aircraft guns i'm like what, what does that mean take out any crap you know and he's like well we'd sneak in and we'd shoot all the people manning the guns and then we'd put explosives on the gun and blow the guns up i was like yeah that's what i want to do 
Well, then I join, then I join and I actually follow the dream and show up to SEAL Team 3, which focused solely on the Middle East. I started asking some of the old frogmen, like, hey, did anybody here do the whole, you know, take out the anti-aircraft guns in Libya? And everybody looks and they're like, we never did that. I'm like, oh, it must have been like those secret guys on the East Coast, SEAL Team 6. So eventually, obviously, we, you, we move out there and I start asking around at the command, like, hey, is there any guys here that did that whole, like, you know, took out the anti-aircraft guns in Libya? Not thinking to myself that I don't even think SEAL Team 6 was even invented by that right. point in time. I've never actually compared the dates. I think it was, it's obviously the 80s when SEAL Team 6 and JSOC and all these special units stood up, but... When did you meet this guy? I, I don't remember what year it was, but it was pretty close, right? I mean overlap there but um anyway everybody at the command was like we don't know what you're talking about <laughs> then they have a they actually have a historian there you know they got like people that keep track of the history and uh yeah so basically my whole dream was a fraud a fraud <laughs> some guy at the airport saying he's a navy seal and for those of you listening it is the it was the most fraudulent uh job out there you had somebody did a, a study on it and i would say maybe still guys saying they're a navy seal it's like one out of 360 it was the number i heard it's crazy or fraud <laughs> or, or real yeah one out of 360 people that i say believe they're a seal. it yeah i really do there's so many people that pretend all the time yeah it's mostly it's guys sometimes it's a guy that went in the navy but didn't make it sometimes it's a guy that didn't make it went and became a boat driver and just kind of rounds up says yeah i'm a seal when really he's just a boat driver and then there's um then there's the guys that just never even served and you know read a couple of books and then go around and start telling people they're a navy seal i mean it's crazy it's a lot of frauds definitely run into frauds all over the world i can catch them too you i know wanna, what to look for oh yeah <laughs> well, you know um this is kind of off topic now a little bit but it's my last question i wrote down yeah you're stranded on an island you got three items what are they Ooh, that's good um three items that i could have mm -hmm. whatever you want well i would uh probably a jet boat with <laughs> extra fuel tanks so that i could i don't know if that's a fair answer <laughs> okay self-rescue um well, I think going back to the basics, food, water, shelter, water being the big one, because on an island, even though you're surrounded by water, you can't drink it. So you have to have a water source. And so that's the first thing, um, whether it's water filters or containers so that you can collect it. Tropical environments, there's lots of rain. And if, as long as you can collect it, you'll probably be okay. And filtering it so you don't get sick, because that's the last thing you want to do on an island. Shelter, you got to you know, get out of the sunlight and stay warm. Um, both of those will uh, keep you going, keep you motivated and keep you healthy. And then food, right? You got to, you got to um, establish and figure out your food sources on that island. Um, but water is obviously the primary. You got to do that first, get your shelter sorted. And then now you've got kind of like time and time allows options as it relates to food. I think that's a good answer. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got questions for you now. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it been like 
going from San Diego to DC to Virginia Beach, and your dad's a team guy. Um, I constantly crave change. You do? I do. I I rearrange my room a lot. I haven't done it since we moved, but yeah, I used to. Well, you were doing your dorm. I rearranged my dorm, too. Yep. Three times. So you like to be on the move now. I think because we moved growing up, when I'm in one place for a long time, I need it to feel different. Yeah. Like, I like moving. I'm totally fine with moving around. Yeah. I guess as long as I get to keep my little small group of friends, I'm good. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, that kind of makes sense because I grew up moving all over the place and now I, you know, I like to still go on trips and what are you doing? Coughing. Coughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then what was your favorite part? Was there a favorite part of growing up in the military brat life? Um, well, I feel like you retired when I was in fifth grade. Yeah. So. That's right. You're there's still not young, but. Too much memory of it like yeah like i if i look back it's like i wouldn't be able to remember that you were gone all the time you don't remember that no hmm at all yeah i have no memory that you that's were good because i missed pretty much the first 10 years of your life yeah <laughs> i don't remember those 10 years so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you planned it out pretty good yeah that worked out i mean a lot of guys have kids a lot younger so their kids uh, you know, or definitely remember the military life more because they're older. Yeah. Because heck, I mean, I, we didn't have you until we were 30. So a lot of, a lot of my buddies had kids, you know, young twenties. So those kids remember it. Feel probably the brunt. Yeah. They feel the whole military yep. life. And I think that that probably would affect, um, like if I was this age or actually maybe like if I was in, when I was in high school yeah. um, and you were leaving that much, I'd probably or middle school maybe be like. Yeah, that mess with you. I think it'd, it'd be different, but I was so young that I don't think it really. Yeah. Like changed anything. Yeah. And now we're good. So when I was coming and going all the time, you weren't you didn't, you don't even remember it. So you don't you can't recall whether or not. You were scared or worried about yeah. dad when he's gone. Because I don't remember any of it. Yeah. My memory really starts in Texas. Yeah. Like when we moved here. Yeah. That's that's about where my memory starts. And that's how it is for most people. Yeah. Like you get you remember things from your childhood, but it's it's going to be specific events or, you know, moments, whether they're really happy ones or the really sad ones. But and as you get older, like I. Yeah, I can only rem remember the highlight reel of when I was a kid. I don't remember right. all the details. Exactly. That's where yeah. I'm at, too. Yeah. And I'm still young, so I guess I have a bad memory. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you probably got that from me. Yeah. We will be right back after the break. What about being the product of a divorced family? Do you think you... I have a very different view on this, and I know most people don't agree. I love it. Yeah. Other than having to go back and forth when I was in high school, I I like having separate time with you and with mom. And yep. I think that if y'all were together, it would be hell. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I prefer y'all apart. Yeah. And that's all you know too, right? You don't remember do you remember us being married? 
Or I living, guess all of us living together. Do you remember any of that? The only time I can remember that is like from looking at photos. Oh, if I yeah. never saw photos, I probably wouldn't remember. Yeah. Because how old was I? I mean, yeah, you were still really young. Yeah. I mean, se second grade. Second maybe? grade. No, I don't remember. I don't know dates. Your your mom definitely knows all that. I think it's because I'm just used to it that it's yeah. like fine. I like it. Yeah, you always had two happy parents raising you. Yeah. Rather than what a lot of marriages out there do is they stay together for the kids, even though they're miserable. The kids know they're miserable. Right. And they so see the it. kids wake up are raised in a miserable home. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you want your kid, kids to be raised by happy parents. And whether they live together or not, I mean, do you think it actually ended up mattering now that you're 19 no. years old? I mean, you're normal. Yeah. You didn't I would turn say out a so. <laughs> Yeah. You're not hooking it on the corner or doing any stupid stuff. You've... I think that it made me mature a lot faster than other people, too. Yeah. Well, and also being an only child. Right. Womp womp. Yeah. So you wait, you you used to wish you had siblings, right? You, I still, still... kind of do. Yep. Um, I I like being an only child, but sometimes I wish because I think like in the future, I'll I'll wish that I had siblings yep. when I'm older. Yeah. And my kids have no aunts or uncles. Like that's kind of sad. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, the person I marry has a big family. <laughs> but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that's the only part that I think is like, well, that sucks. Or it's like, oh, can't ask my sister like what to wear to this event. Yeah. So I just ask my friends, I guess. But right. other than that, I like it. Yeah. I think that I would be jealous if I had siblings like Lacey. <laughs> yeah, Lacey does get jealous old Mia. Yeah. All the time. I think that I'd be like that a little bit because I'd be used to having all the attention on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about... Who who stands out in your mind as far as my SEAL buddies? Uh, Got any like current? Are, yeah, yeah, just over time. Anybody who stands out the most or like? Well, there's some that I haven't met that just stand out because you talk about them. Oh. Like I never met Glenn. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I would say when I think about your friends. Yeah, he Glenn's a good, comes to a mind. good guy. I mean, I think about Mike <laughs> just because it's Mike. Because he's Uncle Mike. <laughs> Uncle Mike. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Doherty. Everybody knows him. He died yep. in Benghazi. Great guy. Boston kid that could do anything, and he always did everything better than everybody else, which was annoying. <laughs> but, yeah, awesome dude. Yeah. And then, of course, Mike Ritland. <laughs> he's been around for a while. Oh, gosh. Obviously, we did some platoons together, and, you know, uh, let's see. What, what was the one where we all showed up? For, was that homecoming or something? Where I, I we took a picture with me yeah, and right. you and Mike, yeah, and I, everyone said that they were my gay dads. <laughs> that's right. Oh, speaking of, I never asked you this the gay question. Gay dads. Just yeah. yeah. Gay son or thought daughter. Okay, so <laughs> is that one of my ten that you missed out? You yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Gay son or a. I didn't want it what's to. What's a be... thought daughter? <laughs> I don't. I've never heard of thought daughter. Like, like. Gets she, around the she's, block. She's doing some things. From a young age, she's been on it. Is thought like is that word been around for her? I've never heard of it. Yeah. So you're talking about it. So I've got my choices: either a gay son or a daughter that is messing around a lot. A lot. All a the lot. guys. All the guys. She's she's with it. Huh. 
I still think I'd go with a daughter because you're such a girl dad. Yeah, for I, sure. I, it's, it's a daughter is you can I've said it to you since you were little. You can teach a you can teach your daughter everything you can teach a boy. Uh, but I wouldn't say you can teach a boy everything you teach a daughter. Or why would you want to? Is part of is probably the bigger thing. Bigger question. You're just a big girl dad. Yeah. Yeah, I think girls. And you technically raised BJ, so you've already had <laughs> I did. a son I at this brother. point. <laughs> Pretty much raised him, and uh, yeah, and then got to raise you. But and it, but it would make me a bad dad if I had a, a what you call a thought daughter. Right, it's a reflection <laughs> of the parents, I yeah, guess. So exactly, there's a lot of bad parenting going on out there. Yep. Right. Probably um, one of your most used terms. Yes. For anything. Well, if you mess up his Starbucks order, he's going to blame it on your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I tend to blame it everything on bad parenting. Um, what you else? Have to, you have to pick one. Oh, you really oh yeah. Would... I picked a thought daughter because you can you can fix her. You okay. may not be able to fix a, <laughs> fix the gay, the gay son. Yeah. People probably think I'm homophobic or something, but it's probably. like, no. If it's your son and you want you want your kids to grow up. I guess both of them go back with to with the least amount of resistance in this life. I mean, we already as, even as straight, you're straight or normal, whatever you want to call it. It's like you're already facing enough to try and get by, right? Yeah. And then you add in factors, whether it's a thought daughter or a gay <laughs> son. You know, you know it just seemed to me as a parent, you don't want your kids having to face. You want them to face obstacles. You don't need them to face that many. You know, yeah, this world is is rough enough sometimes. Were you scared to have a kid? No. Your own? No, not at all. Nope. Really? No. You Do you were... think because of BJ, that's why you were less, you were like, I know how this is going to go a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, when you raise your brother and, you know, we were 10, 11 years apart. So, but no, I, yeah, I wasn't scared of it. Hmm. I was actually, I was excited. Yeah. You you coming out of mom while I had the video camera. Yuck. And I was going, she loves that. She loves the fact that I was telling her, don't poop on the table. Don't poop on the table. Remember? You she, would. That's, you remember that? No. She, she yeah. Gets, do she, I remember very, that? No. I mean, she ever heard her talk about that? No. She's yeah, never no. said anything yeah, about she, that. You know, because when you're pushing, you know, some Ew. women, some women have, uh, you know, little. That's gross. Uh-oh. I guess uh -oh. you can't help it yeah. though. So, which I thought was like, really, they do that? So, of course, I had. Wouldn't to, you know? You've you've delivered some some children, some babies. Yes, <laughs> through medical training, you end up delivering. Have you ever told the goat story? <laughs> the goat story in med. Oh, the school. goat lab. Yeah. Yeah, people know about that. I think that's a cool one. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but it is. But it's better than practicing on humans. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You get in trouble for practicing medical procedures on humans yeah. <laughs> what else um now i'm just trying to think off the top of my head your turn <laughs> well in celebration of father's day though i gotta say it's good to be your i got father. you a panerai oh oh you got me a panerai nope got you a panerai thanks <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it's been you're a good daughter you got the i got the best daughter in the world you've been and you're now, you're like so much more mature than me. So now we're good the roles, team. the roles have changed. No, we're a good team. Now you're teaching me stuff on a regular basis about all kinds of things like thought, thought daughters. 
which I would think a thought daughter would be a daughter who actually Are you thinking thoughtful? Think oh. Or is thoughtful, yes. No. If anyone ever says that, don't, <laughs> don't think You're like, yes, my daughter thinks all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I, well, I don't have it with me. I was going to say, wrote you a card. You did? That's what you get for Father's Day, not a Panerai. Oh, that's all right. Card. Save your money. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Panerais are not good use of money unless you have- Money to waste, right? Right. I don't have money to waste, but when I bought my Panerai, it was long before they were cool. Yeah. You're talking, we were still in San Diego, and I don't think you were even born yet when I bought my first Panerai. Right. And now- Now they're cool. Now they're cool. And uh, it's kind of annoying. People yeah. are wearing them now, but- They're just copying. They were special back then. Okay, which arm? American flag arm or Texas flag arm? You ever thought about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, my favorite tattooed arm is probably the my buddies. America America flag arm. The American flag gets a lot of like compliments, right? And then all my buddies being tattooed on here certainly it's so has cool. Me. Yeah, that's cool. So I got to catch the left arm up to the right arm. Damn, it's for me. We're supposed yep. to get ours. Yeah, we'll get. Yeah, we'll have to get something. I want him to draw a tattoo because. Clint is really good at drawing for people that don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if I can. You are, it's been a while. Artistic. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to draw it. Okay. Yeah. I'll mm -hmm. draw something and we'll we'll put it on put it somewhere. Good. This well is fun. Yeah, where are we at? We're at just 40 minutes. Nice short little Good. Happy Father's Day. I have the best, coolest dad in the world, and none of y'all can compare. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wishes that they had Clint as their dad. Oh, thanks, honey. Well, there you go, guys and gals <laughs> listening. It's a little uh, Father's Day special, and couldn't think of a better guest than my favorite daughter. Only. Only daughter. <laughs> You'd still be my favorite if there was other little rugrats running around. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Not worried. <laughs> We're tight. All right. Well, it was good hanging out with you. This has been fun. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Do you want to say the ending? Or no. Then leave that to me. <clears throat> Stay safe out there. Stay safe. Yes. <laughs> like I say, keep it simple because crisis will complicate the rest. All right. Until next time. Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. <laughs> All right.